0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. I think we're recording, okay. Hello everybody, welcome back to another amazing episode of the Weeb Weekly. Uh, we, I am joined by two amazing, beautiful co-hosts. We are ready to come back with the vengeance because there's a lot of anime content that we have to get through. And I wanted to say hello to my friends first before we get started. Mizu, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. I'm pumped. Yeah. Ooh, I like the energy. I like the energy. And I see Travis going with that Coca-Cola right now. <laughs> <laughs> I see. It's water.
0: It's water. It's yes, I love the energy too, man. I'm sorry, what'd you say? How you doing? Oh, man. My guy, I'm doing good. I'm with, I'm with my friends.
1: I'm having fun. I'm excited for this. Love to see it. Love to see it. Well, as you know, we've been in a little bit of a break uh, and a lot of news has come forth with a lot of your favorite animes getting a lot of news, leaks and a a ton of exciting prospects moving forward. The first one that we have to cover, obviously, is the one that has been taking Twitter by storm, which I did not expect that it was going to do that wild. Uh, Hunter Hunter is coming back. So how do we feel about that? I I
2: never thought that I would say here's the thing, I feel so embarrassed because I was one of those people, I will admit, that made jokes about Hunter Hunter never coming back. I made them religiously. Like, oh yeah, I was like, oh friends, you guys give up hope. Like like y'all, what are y'all doing? Stop it. Like it's over. Like you know like Kenobi is like if we're done. We lost. <laughs> but um but now when I heard it was coming back, I was like, there's ain't no way and i was like wow they're really coming back holy crap it's actually happening but overall i mean i'm still a hunter hunter fan so i'm excited for sure i feel that
0: (sighs) travis it's a it's a mix man it's a mix and and here's and here's why right because um so uh First of all, I'm a huge Hunter Hunter fan. I I love the series. I love it, and I, like I do in my free time, I sometimes just read the I read the interviews of these creators. But in in this case, uh, Tagashi, who is actually the cre- the creator of Hunter Hunter, he has authors' notes that he releases from time to time, and the reason why we've been having hiatuses is because of his chronic back pain. That's been so debilitating that it's rendered him bedridden to the point where he can't even use the bathroom. And with Hunter Hunter, there's even a time where even in an interview, he acknowledged that uh, the series could have ended there. And technically even he considered that the series ended in this particular spot. Um, But he said that as a reader, not just a creator, but as a reader, he's like, there's so many more places Hunter Hunter could go. So despite his back pain, despite the fact that it technically could have ended, he has such a passion for it that he wants to come back and write more. And I'm excited about it, but man, that's... I feel for him. <laughs> I feel for him going through this pain for for the story. I I love it, but it's... At the same time, it's
1: brutal. I feel that as somebody that goes that that, that, like has dealt with a lot of back pain and stuff like that, I I can tell you that is horrendous. Having to do stuff when your back is just like aching, you are like, ah, what is happening right now? I just want to go to sleep. It is ridiculous, (laughs) and the fact that he has to because I am at least from what he's been tweeting, he's putting out like a lot. At least, at least so far, I don't know if if he's. I don't know if he's uh, labeling it by chapter or labeling it by panel or anything like that. But I think he started with just like the number four and by the fifth or seventh picture on Twitter that went ultra mega viral of him, like posting the, 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 the panel drafts that he was making, he was already by like 25 or 26. And I'm like, what, what is happening? (laughs) He's being prolific
0: his work his work ethic is nuts it's not yes
2: yes absolutely i mean and it, it it says a lot that i think he's one of the few actually mike who has two like both successful series because some people tend to forget that he's also the creator of my number one one of my favorite anime yu yu hakusho and i'm just like dude that's the i said that's the same guy that's the same man i was like holy crap that's insane And you can even, he even makes little references in Hunter Hunter to Yu Yu Hakusho in it. So, and the fact that he did that, and then he also decided to do this, um, just that alone. I mean, he's already absolute goat status. And married the woman who made Sailor Moon? Golly, like, (laughs) like he just, he won the manga Award. I don't know, whatever. (laughs) It's a lottery, bro. He, He did it. You won already. I don't know what else you got to do. <laughs> but yeah, it, but it, I, I love how he's bringing this to life because a lot of people don't talk about how, you know, just like doing anything you're um, doing in life, especially when it comes to writing even manga. like it can take a toll on you. They can take a toll on you. It can message you. Like, for example, one of the ones I've heard that Kishimoto, the creator of Naruto, he talked about how he never had a honeymoon because he, he started writing a series around um he got married and he never had a honeymoon until it was done and he got married in like in the 90s and he didn't have a he didn't have his honeymoon until like 2016. oh my god what? he postponed his honeymoon for the series Oh so, my
0: god, that's horrible
2: yeah <laughs> yeah and it's, it's, the story is just like that and of course um you know a big Part of it with like health, it does matter. And and we can see it can affect you, unfortunately, with you know, with the creator Berserk, um, Mira. And he's been writing this series since 1989. Berserk has been around since 1989. And as you can see, unfortunately, he passed away. And it was part of it had to granted it was already stuff that was already with him, but it, a part of it had to do with the workload he put on himself which it also explains, you know, the hiatuses that he took. And unfortunately, yeah, he passed away. So it's just like, I just, I like how I hate it's like this, but I'm, I'm happy that it's bringing to light the, Hey guys, like I know that we love the series so much. I know we want to be like, Oh, where's that? I need my chapter yesterday, but you gotta understand like, this is all, mind you, and I think the thing that's also crazy about manga compared to, you know, writing a comic like from DC or Marvel stuff like that is that there's multiple parts in it. Granted, you can still say with manga too, but most of that comes from one person when it comes to manga. They're the ones yeah. writing it, they're the ones drawing it. Especially if you do it weekly. Like, like, for example, with, I'm surprised we haven't heard anything about Oda, the creator of One Piece by now. Like, I, ever since this stuff came to light, I'm just like, I wonder what's going on with Oda. If there's anything he's not telling us, that he's like, oh yeah, I I actually get all migraines half the time when I do the stuff. Like, I, granted, he hasn't said anything out publicly, but I won't be surprised if he came out and told us something.
0: He he's got to be going through it. I mean, he, the the guy's been doing it for I mean, we're talking like oh, around 30 years, and with that kind of rigorous manga schedule, he there has to be an there has to be something there.
2: Yeah, he says that he. He spends. He even said it in one interview that he spends one day on the plot, and the rest of the day is drawing.
0: Insane. Yep. No, I, I don't know, and that's why I'm. I feel I feel mixed about these these new things coming out, like Hunter Hunter Berserk. I mean, I'm I'm happy, but at the same time, it's like, especially with the Berserk news, the Berserk news. I'm very on the fence about and I really wanted to like talk to you. Guys. I was really excited about the pod for, for this one because my question is where's the line, right? Like when an, when an, when an artist dies, where's the line with what we do with the work that they've left behind? Um, like for example, uh, Marvel is planning on putting a CGI version of Stan Lee in future movies. Right. Yep. And that's really weird it's, it's, it, it, and it's, you could argue that it's a love letter to Stan Lee, like, he always loved doing that, and to keep him in it is just to, is just to say, wow, we still appreciate him. But at the other token, you could also be like, this is just another way to wring out dollars out of a, a like... Someone who's not even here anymore. Like, we're still going to use your image, your likeness, whatever, in order to, pr- to get money. And when it comes to Berserk, uh, Mura unfortunately passed. And the the team that they have around it, right? The I I, I know that Me Too talked about this where uh, it's going to be someone who's spoken to him many times. The The team actually released a letter to the public saying that, uh, a lot of the ideas that Mura was like throwing around, that's what they're going to use for the future of where Berserk is going to go. But at the end of the day, at the core, this isn't entirely Mura anymore. And as Me Too was saying, Mangaka, it's a unique thing where it all comes from you, usually. Like the story, the art, all of it comes from you. So we're switching hands and we're switching hands in a way we're saying like oh it's still him i i feel weird about it it's not like he left a note somewhere saying like please do this if anything happens to me it's more of like oh we had like some talks with him you know we 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 kind of get a feel about what he was really going for so we'll just kind of you know, we got to pump it out berserk is popular it, it i don't know how do you guys feel about it
2: um Honestly, I mean, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I'm definitely in the same camp when it comes to like, you know, creator stuff. Even after they pass, especially if they didn't leave anything behind the, the, indicating that. Um, especially with yeah, with that Stanley thing, that's crazy. I I think it'll be a better way to maybe just use little references like, oh, name something after Stanley. Oh, this little this hotel's um, numbers is Stanley's birthday. Stuff like that. Like, don't actually bring a CGI version of Stanley. Or plus, you know, give the public what we want. We want Deadpool. That was the plan. That was the idea. Deadpool be the one doing it if you're going to do the cameos thing. But anyway, um, with that, now here's the thing. I will say this. With with Berserk, I initially thought that until I read the interviews of the person taking over for him, his um, friend. And mind you, this is not just some guy who just worked for him from time to time. This is his childhood best friend. Like they known each other since they were 15 years old wow. they even Damn. um they even shared dorms like he, he actually even made a little mangaka short talking about um how he felt about Mira's passing and how it affected on him and he basically talked about how um they used to dorm together and um you talk to me all the time and he could he knew him so well to the point where he even drew him like, every time he's talking he has his finger up and he even puts a little note saying oh when Mira has his finger up he's very excited about the thing he's talking about. And, um, and he said, if, if anybody who always blurted and tell me everything about he's planning on doing Berserk, it was always me. He told me about it to the point where he said, I pretty much knew the entire plot of Berserk from from beginning to end. And one thing I did not know, he said that what solidified how he got involved with the project of Berserk is that when they were like working or had dorms together, um, Mira came up to him, because he's also a Monica as well. Mirror came up to him and was just like, hey, can you help me with this scene? And it was the eclipse scene. And first of all, this also shows how an OG friend he is. Because any average person, you see that scene, you're just like, dude, what are you on? (laughs) What is going on with you? Do you need help? Like, I'm I'm switching dorms today. (laughs) But he was just like, oh, I get it. I get what you're trying to do. I'm going to help you draw. So he had a, a hand in the eclipse scene and some scenes like that. So... Um, and then of course, um, people brought up his assistants. There's been there are people that Mira has been training, because most of if I believe that most of his recent works, um, some of it was actually not even him just drawing. Like there were other, he yeah, had like I think two, two or four assistants were the ones who have been drawing for him that were understanding and how he draws and stuff like that. So the part I like about it that gives me a little bit of faith with this one is that it wasn't a just cash grab, like, oh yeah, we're just gonna do this. It was with somebody who understand that If they got somebody who like you say who just happened to work with him and was just like oh yeah I kind of get it whatever we're gonna do this right here like no this is someone who knew him all his life to the point where he was just like I feel he in his mind because I feel so more responsible because like and he said I he's been telling me the story ever since we were kids and I just felt like it'll be messed up if it wasn't finished he's like dude. he's like in the interview he's like dude you really gonna not finish it for me after i literally like blown your ear off about it wow. so i'm gonna i'm gonna do that for him. he's saying i see that more for him i'm not doing this for the money i'm just doing it because i love him i he is my brother wow. and i'm gonna do that for him and he, he even even warned us too he says like hey i will say though like i am i'm not Mira. I am not 100% him and I don't know every single detail that he planned out, but I will do the best of my ability to do that. And that to me, I was just like, I like the honesty. I liked how he was being honest with us. And so, but I completely understand like people like you and others who are just like, you know what? Like now Mira has passed. My journey with Berserk stops there after his, um, with Mira himself. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's no people like there's, there's nothing wrong with stopping there. But at least for me personally, I'm going to continue on with it. And because of that interview and the way they were talking about it, I have faith in it for now. And, and maybe you know who
1: knows what happens, but I have faith in it.
0: Jose, how are you feeling, man?
1: I've, I, I, just after uh, hearing all of that, I think the best uh, possible parallel that I can equate it to is what happened in Game of Thrones. So George R R Martin, as we know, is, is getting up there in terms of age. And while he's been working on other projects, there were parts of Game of Thrones where uh, some of his writings were, were, were off schedule based on uh, what he was planning on writing uh, for Dance with Dragons. So he already, he also, b- b- at, at a certain point in the series, some of the books haven't hadn't been written yet so it was i think it was dance with dragons or one of the uh, uh, one of the ancillary ancillary books that had some effect on the overall story for the hbo show weren't completely finished and what he did is that he told the overall story or like the scope of what he thought the story should end in to db weiss and and dave benioff so he 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 told them this is where i think the story could go or should go right this is where i envision the story going which is not exactly what uh his friend uh told the public because obviously mira didn't leave a a full note saying hey this is where i think first should go right but uh that's where, where I think creative freedom can kind of be explored a little bit. As long as it's not like an, like a, a complete uh, desecration of the overall tone, the vibe, and be like, this is completely different to what Mira would have written or, or drawn himself. I think it'll be a, a fun way to freshen up a story that has a raging fan base. I've seen so many like Berserk fans be like, yo, if Berserk had like a proper ending, uh, or like a proper, like, like, uh, towards like an ending that made, uh, did justice to what has happened before. It would absolutely tear up the, 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 the pop culture genre in terms of, uh, or, or the, or the impact that anime could have on pop culture because of the impact that Berserk has had on, on, on the anime community. So I, I'm, I would be on the side of, of, uh, Uh, positivity in this case right because we 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 are getting somebody that's very close to the source material and i think when somebody creates something with love for the source material it shows as contrasted with projects that we all know exactly what they are that were made for the money (laughs) and not for like love for the original work that makes sense
2: and actually, I was going to bring up the fact that another example of, like, a continuation of a story that um the the Disney brothers, Walt Disney and um, Roy, is it Roy? Roy, Roy yeah, Roy yeah. Disney. So, you know, Walt Disney died in the 19, was it 1965, 1960 something? I don't know, in the 1960, something yeah. 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 In the 1960s, Walt Disney passed away. And, of course, you know, everybody and the mother up to a point were scrambling, like, yo, the man himself passed away. Like, what are we doing? What's the state of Disney in itself? And his brother was there, Roy Disney. And Roy Disney took over for a good majority of everything. Like, every project after that was the product of Roy Disney. Yep.
0: Whoa.
2: So, and living on with his brother's legacy going forward. So... It, I, that's why I look at it, as long as like how like Jose said, as long as they're being true to the source today, as long as it's like they're being genuine, like, hey, we really love this story, and we want to want continue it, at least end it on a good note. And I'm down for that. Because, yeah, there are some that are definitely cash grabs. You can tell from, like, out the gate, like a certain one that we're going to be potentially talking about, at least in my opinion, it's kind of a cash grab.
1: But, uh, yeah, talk to him, Mizu. Let him know where, what you feel. Yeah,
2: man. So, What's this so, cash grab you're talking so about? The the one that even though I'm still looking forward to it a little bit, but it is clear a cash back a crash a cash grab about it. But at the same time, I'm not surprised by it because um, the curator is not against it because he, he I mean he's smarter with, with it, and that is you know the live action One Piece we're getting.
1: Yep. Wow. So, but Damn. here's the
2: thing, though. Here's the thing, though. (laughs) The thing about it with Oda is that he knows what he's doing. It's not like others were like, oh, what are you doing with the stuff? We're going to squeeze out all the money out of it. Oda knows what he's doing. He's, oh, yeah, let's keep making these One Piece movies. I mean, it's cool because it's just a a contained story. And it doesn't matter to me because it's not canon to my original stuff. So if people want to see a One Piece movie sitting around just a little story outside the source material, that's fine. And look, Money in the Pocket (laughs) <laughs> works for me and that's why you never notice that he never really if he turns it down that speaks value so like okay hey can we do a one piece movie uh sure what do you got in mind oh we want to do this that and the third we're gonna do something involving magic okay is i'll just write the general census of it and there you go <laughs> and, and here, like, implicit speech rounds because oda is behind this as well the live action he was there in the auditioning process. He saw the people. So those people were handpicked by Oda himself. So Oda's behind this. It's not like he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. He he's in support of it. He even got signed t-shirts. They even got signed t-shirts from
0: him. That's crazy. I, I you know, when when I hear that, you know, he's behind it, he has creative control and all that. It I'm still worried because Netflix <laughs> You know, Netflix has a terrible track record with this, and they did they did the same thing to uh, the creators of Avatar: The Last Airbender, where they worked with them, gave, uh, promised creative control for two years for their live action. And then after two years, the creators ended up walking away. Uh, Crazy. Yeah, Brian DiMartino and Ryan Konetsko. They even released statements saying that, hey, listen, we're not saying this is going to be bad, but whatever is on screen is not what Brian and I intended or envisioned to make. That's like the direct quote. And I'm like, for Netflix to do that to the creators of Avatar, which at the time, like they were they were they uh, released the the entirety of Avatar: The Last Airbender, and, and Legend of Korra, yeah, uh, and and they it was trending number one, so they did that to the creators of the show that was trending number one on their platform. Totally was like, we're not gonna listen to your artistic vision. I'm like, no one's off limits then. I don't think Oda, as much as he's treasured, I could easily see Netflix being like, in t- you know, just being like, oh, uh, Oda, we kind of want to go a different direction with Luffy. We we want to call him Luffy. Uh, we really want him to be vegetarian. We want to put, like, broccoli in his hand, you know, for whatever.
2: Uh, reason. Oh,
0: my heart. <laughs> I, I, I could, so I'm scared, but, e- but the visuals look great. Like, the, the sets look beautiful, but I'm like, I want to see what level of CGI they do, right? Like, I yeah. I know they're shelling out for millions, but I, I don't
2: know. I, mm. No, here's the thing, and I'm glad you, back to my original point, though I said that, I still think it's a cash grab now, at the end of the day. <laughs> because especially what you said about the avatar, like, that to me blows my mind that the creators of the series left their own series. The people who thought the whole process in their minds left and y'all not only did y'all not listen and y'all are still doing it even after they left which is insane like that to me speaks volumes to me at least netflix's character like wow you you're going to just do that to the creators nonetheless like i'll get i'll maybe get that if it was like a uh if you're playing telephone or something but no the the whole the whole creators were on it and you still said now we're gonna have a different direction on this but, but that's why that's why I say that. Though I'm a little excited, I know that this is somewhat of a cash grab, and I'm still hesitant because you know as well. Yeah, necklace doesn't have a great history when it comes to just anime live actions. Like the only one I can think of that was relatively good was what was called Rio Kenshin. That was the only one I heard positive stuff about. Oh, wow, interesting. Um, yeah, there, that was the only one I heard po- relatively positive stuff about. But every other one, um, they did one for Fullmetal was- Alchemist death Bleach. note wow yeah death note death, death, death was note was oh, was one man. of the worst ones i would say that uh, some people would say cowboy bebop cowboy bebop was it was okay <laughs> but <laughs> it was, i, mean, I will say it was a lot better especially visually and at least they tried to stay with the source interior unlike you know death note just went a totally different direction on what was going on the only highlight to that was that they got the defoe to play out for you <laughs> yeah the foe. that was the highlight of it okay they got Willem the foe wo the foe said yes to this <laughs> absolutely uh, wonderful wonderful but um but yeah i um, it looks like going off on it the, they seem dedicated to it and the fact that they're dedicating whole like actually building sets and stuff like that which is interesting and it looks pretty cool but of course you know like Travis said they're not asking the big questions especially the one question i have what is Luffy's Gomu Gomu no gonna look like in this show, in this live action? How are you gonna how are you gonna show his stretchy abilities in a live action thing? Because um, I don't know how that's gonna look, and that's why I was also looking forward to like um, kind of connected with Multiverse of Madness because certain things happen in there, and I'm just like, could that translate? Can this can this translate? <laughs> I hope this translates. But um, yeah, I want to see how they're gonna do that. And the one thing he said in the in the clip was that, oh yeah, we're trying to set up to do the set for Arlong Park. And I'm like, Arlong Park. So that means Arlong gonna be in this. Which begs the question: What are the fishmen gonna look like in this? Ooh. Because if you, I'll put up a clip or something if you guys are gonna be watching this in the future. What the fishmen look like. I want to see what a live action fish man is going to look like. And for those who are not um, known to one piece and one piece, there are different creatures and different races that exist in there. And one of them are called fishmen, who are basically these um, fish humanoids. they are people who live like they have fish, like um, attributes and looks and stuff like that, ranging from, um, you know, mermaids and stuff like that. And one of the main bad guys that looks like what they're going to be doing for the live action is Arlong who is associated with the character Nami because he was pretty much like her boss, and um, he's just like tiger. Is it? he's a tiger shark. It's like a, he's this tiger shark dude who wears sandals in this like Hawaiian shirt. He has this long sharp nose and sharp teeth and all this stuff. He's like blue skin. So I'm just trying to see you after. And if, for those who are wondering after hearing that description, yeah, that sounds
1: crazy. Yeah, I'm in that same boat. What is that going to look like live action? I would get the animators that did uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest on that because that whole crew, that whole crew was CGI in 2007, and that looked beautiful. the The key, I, I would say, the key to that is to keep it as low lit as possible. Because I know, like, I know a lot of the action in One Piece, or at least from what I've seen in the first like 20 episodes, takes place in daylight. But like, if you shoot it at night, there's less issues with texturing and stuff like that. So that's where I would say it would succeed if you get people that are used to making those sort of CGI things come to life. Does that make sense?
0: No, that that makes
2: perfect sense. I, like, I, I'm so happy that you brought that up because I was I was thinking that to the side, like as a counter argument to myself, was like, well, if they if they take the Pirates of the Caribbean route and did that kind of CGI with the like with the um,
1: David Jones crew. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Then I can see that working. Granted, they're gonna have to maybe uh, make it less, you know, graphic because the the Deadman crew they look so hyper realistic. Yeah. Are crazy. It was wonderful, but like you could feel like, this, like the like off off of them and everything. But um, yeah.
0: I I I kind of do want that. I want them. I want them. That team, and also whoever did uh Love, Death, and Robots, the latest oh, season. Oh yes, yes. That like, especially on um, that first episode, if you get people who did that CGI,
1: all right. Yes. I think I think the team that worked on uh, Snow in the Desert would literally make that One Piece. Uh, that 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 part of One Piece that uh, CGI requirement to get on that level, I think it would be pr- pristine. Because there there were some aspects of Love, Death, and Robots that make you feel like, oh, I'm looking at a real person. Like that that's, that that person actually there acting but it's all computer generated. So uh, as long as it doesn't get into like the uncanny Valley territory where you're like, Oh, this definitely looks really weird. Uh, it'll, it'll definitely be a success.
2: Hopefully. And it's just like, to this day, it's like, what is up with them? I like, granted, I get that they're very popular. One piece is popular. Naruto is popular, but like the cons of trying to make these live action. It's just like, I don't know it's like yeah they're very popular but I never thought in my life that I would hear the words One Piece live action effort. because <laughs> I'm just like especially with One Piece because you know One Piece has a unique art style and they I wouldn't say 100% but like they they're willing to be a little bit more cartoony like their animation style they're willing to be a little bit more I would say wacky while still being serious but um I never thought they would make a live action of it. Now I'm just like, yo, how are you gonna do that? How are you gonna translate that into live action? That, the wackiness, all that stuff. Like, how is that gonna work? And I think the only way they can, I think the only way you can do that, especially with films like that or shows like that, is, <clears throat> apologies, um, to not take it, like, if they don't take themselves too seriously. Like, usually, usually anime or shows, stuff like that, that don't take themselves too seriously tend to do relatively well enough. Because like, oh yeah, we we know it's a joke, we know what we look like. It's all part of the gag. And like, okay, I appreciate that. Because it, it softens the blow of me being like, you know, very critical on it compared to ones that try to act up and then be serious at the same time. Like, okay, I can't take you seriously. I can't. It's, it's not working. Dragon
1: for me. Ball Evolution.
2: <laughs> exactly. Like Dragon Ball Evolution. Dragon Ball Evolution took itself way too seriously and it was terrible. And it was just
0: wrong too. Like, I th- I completely even, wrong. Yeah, like the director didn't even watch. Drag.
1: It's that's so. Th- bro, we could make a whole. We could make a whole ass episode just talking about like people that made uh, uh, shows based off source material that they did not even see or or read. I'm like, why are why are you excited to take on this project if you don't even know what it is, bro? Exactly. Please, that's very
2: weird it's even as like i granted i'm not in the director writing sphere like that but even then it's, it's still weird why are I, and and plus you're not making any efforts to actually check it out like well i don't know anything about um twilight so i might as well read the book but if you're not like ah i i think i get it and then just go on like okay roll the clip let's keep it action <laughs> like dude come on now you gotta at least
1: try Imagine! Imagine that they make the, so they, they turn uh eh, the <laughs> they turn the devil fruits in like the completely opposite direction, and they give you like metal towers or something like that instead of like. So that's the other thing powers. that I'm worried about.
2: Is like how faithful are they going to be to the source material? Now I'm not expecting because of adaptations, of course. <clears throat> I'm not expecting full accuracy. Because, of course, like, you know, they're going to have some parts they're going to change here or there. It's common through all adaptations of whatever, of anything. But I am worried about what they're going to do. Like, and I hope they don't aren't drastic enough to be like, oh, yeah, we're changing the whole concept of Devil Fruits. This time, like, if I see Luffy, Luffy swimming, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) I'm going to lose my mind. Like, what? Hold on. Absolutely not. Or, um... Or funny, even though I wish, you know, funny way, I wish he did have this, but Usopp is using actual guns instead of his slingshot, even though, like, granted, it's more better for him, in my personal opinion. But if he starts off with pistols or something like that, but hey, whoa, hey, no, no, sir, where's the slingshot at? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, as long as they stay relatively um, close to the source material, I have no problems it it also just depends on what they're going to change and of course like people are already getting riled up right now about the casting right now which is let's be honest kind of rooted in racism because Usopp is being played by a black actor and we just recently found that the person who's playing Nami's sister is a black actress oh really And people are riled up for it and I feel like if you're riled up, I feel like you don't understand One Piece. And here's the reason why. It's because people are like, oh, but that's Nami's sister. Like, she looks nothing like her and stuff like that. Well, if you paid attention, um, Nami and her sister, um, they're not related. Exactly. They're not related. They're both adopted. Like, they are just babies that their adopted mother happened to find in a battlefield or after a battle and just decided to take care of them. But, yeah. Nami and her sister are not related at all, so to me it makes sense. So yeah, like I expect that. So, but you know, people are you know complaining and you know making the weak arguments of wokeness, forced diversity, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But
1: yeah, I saw the same type of energy as soon as Inaki Godoy was announced as Luffy, and I was like, why, wh- why, why are we doing this before the dude has even opened his mouth? Like okay. the- exactly. And the part
2: that people also forget that Oda
1: even did an interview, and the one thing I also like about Oda is that.
2: Like kind of like um he said with um the creator of Jojo, he loves doing interviews and he he's one of those people who is willing to answer all your questions, even the ones that are obscure, he answers them. Like, oh, what if Zoro had a devil fruit? He would tell you, like, oh yeah, if Zoro had a devil fruit, this would it be. And um he he was asked a question if if the straw hats were from an actual country or from countries, where would they be from? <laughs> and he said that Luffy would be from Latin America, specifically Brazil. Yeah. So Luffy would pretty much be Latinx, and he said that Nami would be from Sweden. Um, uh, Sanji, obviously, would be from France, because he literally half his freaking moves and yeah. that French stuff. Um, Frankie's American. Usopp is South African. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and so on and so forth. The one I was a little surprised with was Nico Robin. And Nico Robin would, apparently he said would be from Russia, so I kind of see it. But I was just like, huh, interesting. I see that.
0: I see Nico and Robin is well, from huh? Canada.
2: <laughs> if that wasn't obvious enough. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, he said that. So when people were upset about the casting of Luffy, I'm like, um, he to me he looks like Luffy. I mean, in a more in a realistic if he was a live action way. Like, yeah, this is what I picture Luffy would look like. But yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Like, and plus they haven't even acted yet. You haven't even seen them do anything yet. So like, I I get understanding, like critique okay. I, I don't know much about this person. I get that, but like they haven't done anything yet. So let's let's save the judgment until we see it.
1: And speaking of saving that judgment, uh, I saw a lot of conversation online uh, regarding another live action adaptation that was just announced. Sony, officially has acquired the rights to make a one-punch-man movie. Uh, they are getting the director of the famous Fantastic... Well, not Fantastic. <laughs> the Fast and Furious franchise, Justin Lin, is going to be directing the film. So he left the Fast uh, Fast 10, Fast 11, whatever they're on right now. They He left that project, and as soon as he left it, he was confirmed as the director for the One Punch Man movie. Ah. So what people don't usually remember is that besides doing the fa- the the Fast and Furious franchise, Justin Lin has a history with horror movies as well. So like he's he's experienced with all different types of genres and he is a fan of One Punch Man. So I I don't necessarily want to like people to just say, "Oh shit, Sony's making a One Punch Man movie, it's going to suck because Sony sucks." Like people take that avenue as soon as something is announced, without even giving it a shadow of a sh- of a chance, I would say, what 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 did you guys think as soon as you heard this news? Not gonna lie, after you after you said that, it makes sense that he's
2: the director of One Punch Man because if you watched One Punch Man and the way they are, like the way it is and the how it's written, the comedy and the action and stuff like that. I can see him like doing that. he worked on Fast and Furious, and you said he does horror, because there are some very interesting looking monsters and creatures that um Saitama fights. <clears throat> yeah. and, and you know, then the action gets crazy and just out of out of nowhere over the top, which is fitting when you said he's worked on Fast and Furious, because you know, we it went from being a regular car racing show, a car racing um franchise to now they're doing crazy stunts. And stuff like that. So, yeah, this, this checks out to me. I can see that being done. And like I said earlier, I um, there are a lot of anime that I feel like can't be done live action. Like it's just say, it, it won't work. I will say One Punch Man is one of those gray areas that it can work. It all depends on the direction that you go. Because let's be honest, like uh, Saitama and One Punch Man, they pretty much go off a superhero culture in a way. And it, it will pretty much be like a superhero film. And we've gotten a bunch of superhero films before. So I would say you can put One Punch Man in that kind of camp of being a over-the-top superhero film. And I can see them going with a better, better, I'm going to remember that word before you guys get shocked with this. Um, I can see it being a better version, if done well, of Man of Steel. Because okay. think about it. Because think about it. We wanted to see Superman and do you know his feats, so you know that whole fight with General Zai, and stuff so, like that. He's he's fighting against skyscrapers. He's flying through the air and doing all these crazy feats while he's defeating and fighting Zai. Now, can you picture that with One Punch Man? Or even even then, he doesn't. He's not that over the top. Like he just stands there, and you can just animate like you know him doing his punches. And I think it'll be. I, I don't know why. I just think it can be doable. So at
0: least that's just me. So I I'm kind of excited for it. Uh, I'm I'm on the fence. And and you made some <laughs> you made some great <laughs> points. <laughs> you made some great points. You did. You did. And you know maybe I'm just I'm just the negative out of the bunch, maybe. And I'm trying not to be I just I feel like when it when it comes to one punch man, it's going to be a similar thing with one with one piece where it's it's going to come down to a lot of CGI. There's gonna be a lot of CGI in it. Um, the monsters are going to be 100% computer computerized uh, images, and they are massive. Like a lot of them are really massive, and you're gonna show you're gonna have to show them blowing up on like super large scales. Like there's a whole part where uh, Saitama, yeah, you sure. know, destroys a meteor, and then like that meteor destroys the city, like It's there's so much going Jump on the moon to the earth like all that stuff is yeah awesome. jumping for it's gonna be super cgi cgi and i'm just like i need to see what what you're doing if again if it's it's not even more about the director it's about how much you're willing to spend on the cgi because if it's gonna be a lot and we're gonna get some love death robots level uh pirates of the caribbean level cgi i I'm here for it. I'm here to give the entire genre a try of anime live action. But until we know how willing they are to make this look real and good, I'm gonna be skeptical. Borderline negative.
1: Yeah, I I don't wanna see no like Power Ranger style like superhero landings where it's just like the frame rate just drops drastically or like <laughs> you can barely see the silhouette, like I, I if you're going all out i expect to see like some level of quality to it because i mean cons- well consider this i'm just i'm just shocked because like everybody knows that one of the biggest movies of the year is going to be everything everywhere all at once and that thing blends a ton of different animation styles cgi effects and it had a 25 million dollar budget like that thing made 25 million dollars feel like interstellar and, then, and, and, and it, it baffles me how throwing these large sums of money can yield so lackluster results for some projects, right? Some projects feel like they're super rushed, that the CGI was not complete, or maybe they cut corners to try to make a deadline for X, Y, Z reason. I would say, uh, I, I would rather them take the, speaking with Sony actually, I would rather them take the God of War approach where if you have to delay it, you delay it. But as long as long as the project is complete, you you deliver a completed project, right? That's what we're all trying to go for. Because th- that's what we always uh, hear complaints for is that like, oh, uh, the, the 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 fandom is way too rabid. They're, the demand is way too high. So you have to release it now in order to like appease your fans and try to like, you know, give them what they asked for and then you release it and it's lackluster or or, or 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 it looks choppy and then you you complain that oh it's just the fans that play, like i mean they just don't like they don't like anything right if they complain if it's good they complain if it's bad i would say it's the opposite if if you take your time and you let's say you show snippets of like the, a really cool action scene and you're like oh stay tuned for next year like it's it's, it's coming next year that'll get people hyped a lot more than just giving us a trailer where it's just like the cgi looks incomplete and then you just have to fix it in post that makes sense yeah Yeah, definitely definitely.
0: i I feel like uh sonic frontiers kind of ran into that situation i don't know if you guys uh follow like the game but uh there's there's been sonic frontiers is like sonic as a franchise gaming franchise has just been extremely controversial and The fandom is real... People have pretty much no faith in the company to actually produce a good Sonic game. But for the last five years, they've been working on Sonic Frontiers. And what they did was they had a really bad rollout. And I wish they did what you were talking about, Jose, where they were just like, hey, this is gonna... They show a good clip. This is coming out this. What they did was they showed, like, something that looked really rough. And after waiting for five years, it was like, what are you... What are you doing? If you just wait, if, we, if you just made it more delayed, if you really just had a refined product, and then we'll, we'd be fine with it. But uh, yeah, I just I just hope moving forward, a lot more um, a lot more studios when they're coming to their properties, they just they just take that approach. We'll be fine waiting. Like what we want is a good story that looks good. So just do that. <laughs> just do it. Whatever it takes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it goes back to what I said before, especially with, with um, One Punch Man. Um, You know, One Punch Man is already funny. You know, he's sarcastic. So it's like, you know, make it fun. Like, if you don't take yourself again, don't take yourself seriously. It can work as well, because I can see it being done, especially if they take more of a Maybe like like Scott Pilgrim versus the world kind of thing where it's like very up. Uh, like you know very up there animated and everything and plus you know Saitama is a very funny guy and especially when he's very like stoic in the stuff that happens to him but yeah I think I'm I'm optimistic I think it could be done it's just like how you said if they're willing to put in the budget they're really putting in the time I think it could work and we can see that being up there as who knows maybe knock on wood it could be up there what other superhero films like oh yeah we saw the new project black
1: adam was cool but did you see that um
2: one punch man movie oh
0: how do you guys feel about
1: black adam it looks amazing it looks amazing i i was skeptical i was very skeptical (laughs) but it looks good i i i love how they're like really like not shying away from the fact that like Black Adam is not a is not a hero. He's an anti-hero in the biggest sense of the word. He's there to provide justice, but it's his brand of justice. Like, and if you don't like it, you can you can you, you these nuts. That's, the, <laughs> that's, that's what he says. And so I I feel like they chose the, the right person to play the like Black Adam because A. Black Adam has to be menacing enough to go against Superman and Shazam at the same time. And I feel like The Rock has that gravitas where he can toe the line between hero and villain because he did it so much in the WWE. Like he's towed that line between like a likable villain for so long that if even even if they frame Black Adam as a a, a, a disgruntled hero or like, oh, well, it, it looks like I have to do the right thing. It'll be in a brutal way, and and, and the thing is, it, it it'll fit the mold of Black Adam as a character, and uh, the person playing him, and that th- that's that's the that's the type of uh, synergy that you're looking for, right? So, for example, that what, what we think of of Superman, Henry Cavill is there, but like you think of Christopher Reeve, like Christopher Reeve is synonymous with Superman, at least when it comes to like the image of him in live action. I think having somebody as The Rock who can carry franchises, even if it's commercially and not necessarily like super great uh, 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 critically, he he can carry a franchise and he can carry a lot of weight when it comes to creative decisions that make sense. So I would say that if he's on board to try to make him as... not not necessarily comic book accurate, but as believable as possible in in a, in a DC in in in, in, the, in the context of DC. Because he did say that he wanted to expand. He he was all on board, all in on expanding the DC universe. That's what he said. Like he was he's all on board. He's all in on Black Adam. So Dumb. if you're able to make him a mainstay character, that's a solid villain slash hero to introduce into DC's lineup. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm not going to
2: lie. I can't wait to see what he's going to do because he's going to be fighting the um the Justice Society. Yeah. So which is a you know a precursor to the Justice League. And I don't know why this is giving me Suicide Squad as in I think the most of <laughs> them are probably going to die. Yeah. I cuz the thing about it, they picked Dr. Fate and here's the thing with Dr. Fate it's all it's the, it's all the helmet. The not to not to say it's not important, but the wielder of the helmet is not necessarily important as long as the helmet is there. So I could see him dying. Whoever's playing Doctor Fate, he's dead. Um, who was it? Twister? What's her name? Whirlwind? Is somebody?
1: World, Adam Smasher, Hawkman, and uh, Doctor Fate. I think are the big uh, Justice Society members.
2: Now let's let's be honest with ourselves. Can we
1: see them in future DC projects? Maybe Doctor think- Fate. Pierce Brosnan's Doctor Fate can definitely make it through, yeah, but I, I don't that. think I don't think Hawkman is surviving the full run time of the film. I highly yeah. doubt it.
2: <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't I can't really see any of them coming back. Even and here's the thing, even with Doctor Fate, because it goes back to my whole point that it's the helmet. So I can see his character dying off, and then maybe in the future someone takes up the mantle of Doctor Fate and puts on the helmet. But I would do want him to stay if he can, but. I don't know. I'm just giving us um the Suicide Squad vibes where you know they tricked us in the beginning half and like, oh, this is the group, and it turns out they're not the group. And or with at least with this, we're gonna see um the rocks Black Adam just go to town on these characters. Because it's there's nobody we like, and then in the badly, these are still iconic characters, but it's like nobody we are super connected with. It's not like that he's fighting cyborg, it's not like he's fighting Flash or. Relaxer. My turn. So it's going to be, I don't know. I'm getting weird vibes that they're going to die.
0: Fair. Um, I'm a fan of the rock and I want the rock so badly to have his John Cena moment. I remember yep. before John Cena was in suicide squad, people were kind of like, they didn't think of him as a good actor. Cause he was in a yeah. slew of like terrible movies and then, you know, when the news broke, there was kind of a mix, a mix on it. They were like, oh, God, Peacemaker? Hmm. And then we saw it and it was like, yes, you are good. We just
1: the Peacemaker did. show was elite. The Peacemaker uh, show was
0: dope. The Peacemaker show was elite. He's so good in that role. It was perfect for him, and he really shines. And I want that for The Rock because outside of Moana, he doesn't have – like a movie where it really showcases his range like how well he could really emote and all those kinds of things and as an actor he's been criticized on on that side of him so i want him to have his 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 day in the sun and and honestly i feel like this will be it the the costumes for black adam look amazing i think the rock has a lot of charisma and that's going to really help with this character but more importantly this is a serious character we're gonna need we're gonna need to see like something that he hasn't really had in my opinion had like an opportunity to really showcase his talent with so i'm really excited to see him just like hit it out of the park with with uh with black
2: adam i'm glad you said that because now thinking about it yeah almost all his roles he's always been like yeah the how do people say Uh, a himbo like he's a big dude who'll be joking around he'll he'll be have these moments where he's serious but at the same time it will after that might be a joke or something like that he's been in a lot of like comedic ish action films and stuff like that and so yeah and black adam yeah in the comics is a serious person i've never really seen him joke about anything and he's playing them so yeah i want to see that version of i want to see a scary rock i want to see a yeah. scary the, Dwayne yeah. The Rock Johnson, where I'm looking at him and not thinking like, oh, it's The Rock. I'll be like, oh, no, it's, it's The Rock. Like, it's, yeah. you know, everybody, you know, the initial thing, he does that whole brooding thing, but he's trying to show you that, like, oh, I'm not like that. It, it's just a facade. I'm, I'm I'm really nice. Like, no, I want him to be, I want him to be like the way he treats Kevin Hart. The way he be talking so much shit to that man. they be doing anything and he'd just be like. Dude, hey Kevin you, like he'd he be on him if you watch the videos of Tela 2, he'd be on him I want that for black Adam I
1: like that I feel I feel like there's 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 a lot of potential there's a lot of potential there um and i I don't know I, I feel like we're in we're, we're in a great stage of of uh just like pop culture projects in general in terms of like comics movies anime there's 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 a lot to go through. I feel like the other big ones this summer is probably Thor: Love and Thunder. What did you guys? How did you guys feel after that second trailer?
0: Interesting. I'm 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 a little excited. I'm a little excited. I'm a little excited to see Thor Jane Foster. I'm yeah. I'm a little excited to see just what they do with this. Uh, I trust them. I'm 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 optimistic for Thor Love Thor Love and Thunder. At first I was like, "Eh," but after the second trailer I'm like, "Let's let's do this."
1: Let's give it a shot. Yeah, let's give it a yeah. shot.
2: Definitely. I can't wait to see it because I like the comic involving Jane becoming um Thor, like that cuz a whole comic of people sleep on it and there's a lot of like baggage and controversy behind it. Well, I say controversy loosely because it was only a certain demographic who got upset about it. But um, overall, I can't wait to see what they're going to do, especially with, um, with Christian Bale's the God Butcher, Gore the God Butcher. Uh, but one thing I have a question on that I want to see is that we got that one picture of, you know, Valkyrie, Jane, and what people appear to be um, Bassett, you know, yeah. Bass, the Panther God, And now it begs a question of is that actually Bass or is that someone, like you said in one of your videos, Jose, is that Bass's avatar? And if yeah. it's an avatar, I'm confused. Why is why does Bass have a different avatar than the Black Panther? Because you would think that logically the Black Panther would be the avatar of Bass. And so why would the Panther guy pick somebody else? Granted, of course, like Emmy and that at the time, of course, we with the past Sam Chari Bozeman, but even still, it's just like it would make more sense that you could connect it that way better. But that's just me. Unless you have an answer to that or a, poss- uh, a possible conclusion. So
1: the the easiest like so like answer to that like it, within the MCU, not sure like the entire history of Black Panther in the comics because like like there's a lot of different origin stories. But at least in the MCU, the the, the Black Panther as a character gets his power from drinking of the 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 the, the, the it's the root, yeah, yeah. So the pur- the purple hearted fruit the, that is what gives you the power of the, the Black Panther. It's 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 kind of like a uh, uh, what? an expression of Bast's power. So it's not in it's not for example Moon Knight where like you literally become Moon Knight's avatar on Earth, like where where, where you're working for a god. In this case, eh, like at least from what we've seen. Bastet doesn't have total agency over T'Challa or whoever the Black Panther is. Th- she just gives them her power to like be- become an agent for good. Makes sense, or like or like use it as they see fit. So in this case, T'Challa is not necessarily the avatar of the Black uh, of uh, of Bastet he is uh essentially just using a he, he's a a conduit is is the is the word he's a conduit to, to Bastet he's not necessarily the emissary of Bastet so if it's an avatar it would make sense in this in a way that like the, the gods at least from what we are being shown need a way to go through a physical and mortal plane but the only, the, the counter argument that I would have for that is that Zeus seems to have his his purest form. Like Zeus doesn't seem to be sh- showing any signs of having an avatar holding his body, right? Unless, unless we do see that in the movie. Because like, the the, the I, I know that there's differences that they're trying to set up between like, for example, the Norse gods, the Egyptian gods and the Greek gods. But at least in the MCU, what I'm getting is that the Egyptian gods need an avatar. The Norse gods are essentially just aliens, like really powerful aliens that go to Earth. Uh, and then the Egyptian gods, uh, sorry, the, the Greek gods are are just, uh, again, deities without any limitations. At least that's what we've seen that, uh, uh, based on the trailers. So it could be Basque's avatar. It could just be a random extra. I don't know. But I'm excited to see. If, I'm excited to find out.
2: Absolutely. I'm still excited. But, I mean, overall, I can't wait to see what they do with <clears throat> Love and Thunder. And um, and I like how they're combining, you know, like Thor the God Butcher with the the Jane Foster comic. So, yeah, I'm just, I can't wait to see what they're going to do and what's going to lead after that. You know, post-credit or what things that they might be um, possibly might be connecting to. So, you never know.
0: I think they're. I think they're gonna do, and you know, I. I, I hope. I hope will, I'll be able to. I'm gonna get a right prediction on this. I think they're gonna do something with Loki. Oh, nice! I think there's gonna be something with Loki.
2: Finally, I think it's like I think that's the only one so far, where Loki. Well, you can say as well. Maybe Hawkeye as well. Like where it's not connected back to the movies yet.
0: Right. Oh, true. Because
2: yeah, pretty much, if you think about it, and in which I guess some even some um, MCU fans have kind of made criticism or complained about, it, is that, you know, we were being told that Loki pretty much caused the multiverse to be here. Yep. But we don't really see any real actual action behind that. Yeah. And it just seems like b- b- pretty much like his 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 um, <coughs> um cosmic um decision hasn't really played a role into anything as much and even even in um no way home that was it was more of a, a isolated incident that you know spider spider-man and dr strange thought like oh yeah that was because of our spell that has nothing to do with what loki did it's just an isolated incident even in um multiverse of madness um it, i don't even say it's a spoiler but they bring it up and it's just like yeah dr strange already knew about the multiverse and but he never mentions like, yo what's going on with uh with the multiverse right now, like who did this he's never he's never asked that question in the yeah. movie at all, mm-hmm. so it's just like it feels like right now I could be wrong in the future, but it feels like now it felt it it it's like Loki's decision has yet to have any real consequences yet in my opinion, fair I think that's, that's so fair. fair, yeah,
0: um. But I think with, I think that's going to change. I feel like there's, especially because we're so early in Phase Four. I think we're going to start seeing the effects of Loki's decision um, with with like the upcoming movies and and shows. Speaking of, have you guys seen Miss Marvel? Yes,
1: the first- I've seen episode one. I've seen episode one, and I like it. I like it. I don't know what everybody else is seeing. It's like, oh no, it's way too childish. It's just like it's it's a better produce disney channel show in the best way possible it's a great coming of age story at least to me with a difference with a different side and different like so, a different aspect of a teenager's world that's not the same thing over and over again like it's not the mm-hmm. tip it's not the american story or like it's not the uh uh what, like the typical like uh uh like coming of age high school story it's a it's a pakistani family so oh what would a pakistani superhero family look like that that I, I i love exploring new avenues of storytelling in this way and i feel that kamala khan is actually really relatable
2: definitely and i like how they are um showing that um part of the mcu or at least part of that lore about how do how do regular civilians stuff like that react to um the avengers stuff like that? or how about what about children and just teenagers and as we can see in the episode, they absolutely freaking like love the Avengers. They have a whole it was a whole um Avengers con that they said they were doing yeah. in the episode. And we just saw everybody dress up as certain people. We saw them some dress up as Hulk, some dress up as Captain Marvel, some dress up as one person even dressed up as a person as a, a, a what's it called? A tour guide for Wakanda standing up past Passport, like, hey, can you guys want to go to Wakanda <laughs> and stuff like that? I, I that, all that little stuff is cool. And some people pointing out that it's even interesting is that, that a little scenes in the beginning where they're leading into the con, there was somebody who was dressed up as Loki And this. Like, are y'all, is there actual Loki fans in the MCU? Now, now I understand from us being Loki fans, but like in the actual MCU world, there's someone, there are people out there who actually like Loki. Yeah. That's interesting it, to me. Like, stretch. <laughs> Which begs the question of, like, they say, but Black Panther. Funny enough, would they bring up, bring up the, would they bring up the fact that, hey, are there people who like Killmonger? Like, hey, I don't know what happened to Wakanda, but I feel like Killmonger got a point, like something like that, like somebody on the news. I know I'm happy that Wakanda opened up and all that, but I don't know that Killmonger guy seemed like he had a good idea. Why did not he go through it or something like that? Hey, I just like how they're opening up that perspective that we're all we even make we even make content about. We make jokes in little um shorts and TikToks about oh what it would like to be like in the MCU as a civilian and or watching it and stuff like that. And they're kinda of taking that angle, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I-, I feel like there would definitely be Killmonger fans because there were people in I think in I'm forgetting the Spider Man movie, but there were people who were writing graffiti about Thanos being like Thanos was right and stuff. So I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure those fans are out
2: there golly can you be <laughs> like yeah? Yo, can you be in there and be like oh Thanos is right and you can you imagine the arguments like oh so you think that was perfectly okay for my 10 year old brother to disappear on me like that oh it's 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 I like how they're actually showing the consequences of the stuff that happens in there and how it not just reflects the heroes and affects the heroes but also affects the everyday people and I like how they're all connected and you know possibly lead to maybe possible villain stories and they're like oh well I was affected by this. Now here I am today because of your decision. Um cap Iron Man insert random euro.
1: I, agree, I I agree with that. I agree with that. It's definitely it's definitely something to look forward to the future. But hey guys, do you guys have do you guys have anything else you want to cover for this week? Uh
2: No, not not that I can think of.
1: Yep, same here. Alrighty, well then we'll let, let the people know where they can find you. Sure.
0: Uh, you can find me, Travis the Sibling, uh, on IG and on TikTok.
1: Awesome, awesome. How about you, Mizu? You guys can find
2: me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all Mizu Shogun. And another quick shout out last time on the pod, I talked about how you guys got me to 8,000 followers on Instagram. Now y'all got me to 9,000, 9,500. Almost there. Because my oh, goal is 10K, oh. and we're about to hit that. We're 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 killing it over here on Instagram. I never thought so. Because I'm not gonna lie. When I first tried to get on Instagram, I was like, "This is hopeless. This is this is not gonna work." I'll try, but this is this market is hard, and it's been paying off. The it's been paying off, and I
1: appreciate all of you for that. You're a real G man. You are deserved, bro. I, 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 all, all the best luck to you. I, the We Weekly a lot the we Weekly stands are gonna help you out there, bro. You yes, got sir, yes sir. I believe in them. All right, everybody. And then yeah, my my uh my Instagram is at I'm Tropical Joe, same thing as the TikTok. And then if you can find me on, on, on YouTube, I have two channels, Tropical Joe Gaming and Tropical Joe uh the main channel. So if you guys wanna see us, you also you can also subscribe to our We Weekly YouTube channel. Also remember to Remember to download the podcast uh, on on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you try to consume your pods. Uh, We will be here, and we'll be putting up uh, some nice little clips on the TikTok, on the Instagram, and on the YouTube later on. But as always, just crack a smile, and we'll see you on the next one. Yes, sir.
2: Thank you for listening to Believe.